gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. Everett is the best there is at what he does, Bob. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode... What did I just say? 242. 242. Uh, a lot of people loved... Uh, the theme song to 241. The Sopranos really brought it out of a lot of people. I uh, got to give a shout out to my boy and your boy too, uh, Scott. Uh, he was great on the on the Sopranos stuff. I can't freaking wait for that movie. Oh yeah, we're planning. If you want in, uh, Victor Dandridge is here. By the way, hey, hey. I'll, give you, I'll give you a proper intro in a second. Yeah, but man, man. we're planning a uh, commentary track. Really? For the many saints of Newark, like when it comes out, because it's going to come out on HBO Max. Yeah. Why don't we get a bunch of people and just do like a start to finish? So it'll be like a two-hour episode. Oh my god! It would. Yeah, be that would be dope. We don't want to do that for Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to do that for Black Widow. No. Let me let me just say this. First of all, warning: uh, spoilers. Uh, yes. This is a spoiler episode. We're going to reveal everything. There's no secrets here. Uh, if you have an issue, press pause. Uh, come back to the podcast after you see the film. Um, what do you have going on for yourself? What uh, have you been doing with yourself? You, you I've been I've been pee? kicking butt, taking names. Uh, big things still can't talk about, but huh, uh, right you now, love saying that you I do love, love saying it, it makes me podcast. feel so important. I love it. Um, but no, what I can talk about is the expansion of the Vantage in-house universe currently happening on kickstarter right now if you look for the vip phase two and one campaign and there's you a get very cute two video comics. of just your head that's right it's like a floating head me talking me talking that's i was using tiktok uh my kids don't want me on there but i love doing it because it bothers them that's um, how you did yeah. that <laughs> yeah that's, that's what tiktok that. is it oh, can be well. it can be it can be so yeah, definitely uh, check out the campaign. It's going to be going on for 30 days. So lots of time for you guys to jump in, get some cool comics, catch up on all Vantage In-House library material and uh, become great fans of my work. Come on, come join me. How do they find you online? At Vantage In-House on all forms of social media. Uh, you can definitely check out vantageinhouse.com to see some of the different books that we have. We have a blog on there that's going to be keeping people up to date on all the fun things that we're doing. And when I can tell you about the big thing, you guys are going to want to know. You're going to want to know about it. A lot of people have sung praises mm -hmm. for this film. Uh, mm -hmm. Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh uh, have been getting rave reviews. Um, mm -hmm. It's great to have a Marvel movie back. And even though the shows were good, uh, I'm just saying these are things that I'm seeing in both right. media and social media. I, I've been seeing all of this. Um, I'm going to give you the floor. Tell me about Black Widow. Well, okay. 
in terms of those things that the media is saying, I think there are absolute truths to those. Um, I don't believe that if anybody has a problem with this movie, that it has anything to do with Scarlett Johansson or nope. Florence Pugh, um, or or even the fact that we waited so long to get this movie. I think it was also very not enjoyable. their fault, right? Not exactly, fault. exactly. And Ryan um, Reynolds was great in Green Lantern. It's not his fault. He fought a cloud. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yeah, he was okay. He was okay. Um, still not who I wanted for Green Lantern, though. But no, I mean, okay, so going into this movie, um, there's a lot riding on it in, a, in the weirdest of ways. Like, it's not even a matter of it being a Why? critical success. It's the return, right? Like, that's, imagine if we had waited this long, we go back to the movies, and there was nothing enjoyable about this movie. What does that do for the MCU? Does it, I mean, considering their slate, yes, they've had this great lineup of shows, but the cornerstone are the movies. And, you know, it's called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If something no, no, that. really falls, I think that's, that's crazy um, to even, you know, see that multiverse. That's a variant I don't, I don't want to run into. But this movie was an answer to, to a lot of things. Um, it answered really? for a lot of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to get into it because I want to just say... Um, I went into this film with a chip on my shoulder and I didn't, I can't get rid of it. I can't release mm, it. And that mm. is if you're telling me a story that takes place after civil war, we'll mm -hmm. release it after civil war. And that's not COVID. I mean, they did. It is after civil war. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but it's, it's out of time. Well, and, uh, and, you gotta and, be careful and I know star though. Wars and I've seen this, I know star Wars, you know, star Wars tells stories and Mandalorian takes place here and rise of Skywalker takes place here. And I, I understand the star Wars mentality. This just felt like a make good. This um, is like, you know, when the ref gives the other team a penalty because you know, the other team had a bunch of penalties <laughs> got to make good. Well, wait, are, are like. You... like we didn't do black widow justice. And when she dies in Endgame, right. Um, you, you felt uh, unfulfilled because her character wasn't fully uh, fleshed out. Are you dismissing the other two times that the MCU has done this? Tell me. Okay, so phase one, the order of release is Iron Man, mm -hmm. Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, the, Thor or just Thor, sorry, Thor, Thor. right? But we know that Iron Man and Iron Man 2 happen for the most part before Incredible Hulk and Thor. Incredible Hulk and Thor happen at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. But Iron Man 2 comes out in between them, even though there's a vast majority of Iron Man that actually happens before both of those movies. You could argue, though, mm -hmm. um, A, there wasn't this grand plan yet. It was only in its infancy. And right? different studios are releasing these movies at, the, at that time. Remember, I mean, you're still, you're still Paramount in was the involved. same place. Uh, you know, right. But but you were just starting. And I mean, you could mm -hmm. make the same argument. You know, how do the Avengers not know Coulson's still alive? Right. Like, you know, like we've had these continuity. Of issues. course, of course. What but then the second like, one, though, is Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is only a couple months after one. There's a ton of right. things that we but see. A ton of things happen on Earth. Yeah, yeah. That are out of order from that. But, you know, it came out in a way that really what should have happened is guardians of the galaxy one comes out guardians two comes out then you get you know um age of ultron and and from then forward so they've played around with the placement of things before the, i think the only difference is that it's so marked because she's dead 
that's well, the only she, like if she but, didn't die, it wouldn't be so bad. But but I remember talking about Endgame the, in this way, in that mm-hmm. I thought her arc was complete. In mm-hmm. that I didn't know that there needed to be a solo movie for all of the Avengers. And if you think about it, there's not going to be another Hulk movie. And all Hulk has become mm-hmm. now is a supporting character. We don't know that. We don't know that. Well, you're seeing She-Hulk in a, in a couple in a, true, in a year. True. Um, but, but I'm hearing rumblings that there's going to be another Hulk movie. No, no, no. But but the, but the idea is is that Universal is is mm-hmm. cock blocking it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the best way to say it. Um, the, no, it the is. Idea, it is. But the idea of Black Widow, to me, is you just shoehorn this. Like this is just an obvious shoehorn, and everything that happens, I never feel dread. This is the same thing right. with. You know, Superman and Lois, you know, Superman's mm-hmm. fighting all these Kryptonians. What the F is Kara. <laughs> you know, the Flash is dealing with all this stuff. Where the hell is, is Oliver Queen? Like, you, right. know, you, you create these universes. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. They reference all of the Avengers in the, you know, they're all her friends and they're all mm-hmm. on the run. And there's all this fallout from Civil War. But mm-hmm. If her life is, is in danger and this is an international espionage plot, mm-hmm. where is one of these guys? Well, You're most of them are the in jail. The guy is William Hurt. Like, that's like one, all one, you got. One, one of them's in jail, or most of them are in jail. The only person that's not in jail is Steve, right? And he's on the run, right? Well, on the run. I think he's in Wakanda, like, which also explains why she's not there because she's never been to Wakanda. So in terms of getting back and forth to that space, she can't do that. She doesn't know where it is. Um, she's never been there at that po- at that point. She's never been there. So she's the only one that's out and free. But at the same time with this movie, I think the, the reference to Wakanda and Black Panther is the perfect allegory for these. In the Black Panther movie, if you watch it, T'Challa's character really takes a backseat to introduce everyone else. And only in the happenstance yeah, we, we of fate. we said that then. Yeah, we said that We then. did, we did. The happenstance of fate of, you know, the tragedy of Chadwick Boseman dying, look at now what's available for the sequel to Black Panther. We now have a bunch of characters that we can pull from that we don't have to, you know, introduce. They already got like a ton of screen time because in his wisdom in playing Black Panther in that film, he gave them that space. Now we've actually seen it play out in a fictional sense where, no, we didn't really worry about Widow in that movie. And I, and I think the thing that makes it so very interesting is we know Black Widow as a term in association with Natasha, but that's never actually stated as her name. So Black Widow may not actually be about Natasha. It's Yelena. It's, it's the program. It's all these different things that got to be set up. And that's where the real story was. She is the vehicle, you know, and that's why it's such a great swan song is because she gets to come in, you know, bow out, go out as Natasha in the greatest way possible. But she's setting the stage for what exists beyond her, just in the same way that, you know, T'Challa does, um, again, almost prophetically for Black Panther 2. Okay. Um, I I see all of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, Just hate me. Go ahead and say it. No, no, I, just, I, I, I never was like, oh, I need to see how this finishes up. Um, I, I will say you and I saw it very differently. I mm-hmm. did the $30, the Disney Plus. Um, I saw it. I, I saw the first half hour at my mm-hmm. desk here. 
I saw part of it in bed. I fell asleep to it. Wow. I woke up the next morning. I, you know, as you know, I had a little bit of a crazy, yeah, yeah. You had a crazy snafu. time. I probably saw the last 20 minutes uh, while I was working out. Okay. That's got to have like, something to do with your. No, I just, I never was like, oh, I got to see this. I got to see this. No. The, the goofy stuff with Rachel Weiss and, and David Harbour. It's cute. It's, it's cute. And I just think that if I don't know about Infinity War and Endgame, I enjoy this totally differently because I don't know where anything's going and I don't know what's happening and I don't know the peril, but I know that what she is literally hanging off a building mm -hmm. and I'm like, yeah, yeah. She, she meets the red skull. Like, 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 I mean, that's, but that's kind of the thing though. Like the suspension of belief is, is very much so warranted where in this regard, again, it's not the danger to Natasha. That's not the question. It's the, effects of everything else it's that butterfly effect of natasha's presence in this story right we but know you know florence Pugh is in the hawkeye series because it's been all over the media well we know it now no you knew that before i did not know that oh, before. I did. yeah i did, I did not know that before i knew that they were grooming her to be in other stuff okay no it okay. was the hawkeye series yeah yeah but florence Pugh had is a multi something deal with marvel Excellent. she's in and Again, you cannot blame them for Julia Louis Dreyfus nope. in, this, in the post credit. I don't think that, that was, was supposed to come out before. I don't think Falcon that was a, that was an original post credit. I think that's a new one. You think they added that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because oh god, that's makes you, me more angry. I mean, you shoehorned a shoehorn. <laughs> no, I, I definitely think that because it had to have the reference of Falcon and Winter Soldier, or else it would have made no sense. If, they, if that happened beforehand, we wouldn't know who she was. So it wouldn't have been, yeah. it wouldn't have given us any context whatsoever. So I think that was a reshoot. I am curious as to what the original post-credit yeah, scene yeah. was supposed to be, because I think a lot of that stuff changed. But, you know, there's, there's some interesting things that, again, I think are happening with this movie. And it's all about setting up what comes next, absent Natasha. Um, or even, you know, if, if dare I say something happens and Natasha comes back, this is the stakes that she's now coming back into. And we're going to see some very interesting things play out. Uh, okay. Um, I, here are my notes. You, you, yeah, yeah. You, you what you got? this and run with us. Let's go. Um, the beginning, um, the, the sisters, the little kids. Right. I have so much trouble with peril and little kids. I can understand that. I'm not enjoying that. And I don't know if it's something that maybe a hundred episodes ago, you mm -hmm. know, like I would, I was different. I, I just, I'm having trouble teenagers. I can see an angst. Mm -hmm. Like I want to see the, you know, again, a Superman and Lois reference. Jordan Kent can get the crap beat out of him. <laughs> that doesn't bother me. <laughs> that I get that I get, uh, but little kids, I, I, I can't, I don't like it. I don't, and and this this sterile talk and the mm -hmm. hysterectomy stuff and the it was it, raw it, it was, was very raw off putting it was just like it, it it's not like was she trying to zing him like I, I mean I, don't she, know. She I know I'm bouncing did. around but no 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 no, no. let's scene, okay so and then the hysterectomy stuff like both of those conversations with me were just like ugh, it makes my like skin crawl no I get that and and. So, okay, so this is an interesting thing for me. So I have a preteen daughter, um, bodies developing, things like that. And when the movie started, the young actress that's playing young Natasha, there's a scene where 
you can tell that she's her body is changing as well. And I immediately had a parental thing where because I could because I could see that I, I immediately got almost defensive. I was like, why did you do that? Like, why'd you put you that know, in there? Why, yeah. Why, why did you put you that, that in there? Yeah. yeah. Cover that up. That's like I immediate like, right. whoa, that's your instinct in, without question. It absolutely was. And it put me on guard for like the f- first five, six minutes of the movie, like no joke. So I totally understand what you're saying when you're talking about aspects of ki- kids in peril, you know, I, m- mine was a little bit more, you know, metaphoric, but still that same thing. It's not, it's not the greatest feeling. I mean, I think that also makes us good dads because we relate in that way. Like, yeah, no, 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 don't I, put I've the babies similar, in danger. I, my, 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 my kid is turning 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's turning 13. She went to a party uh, they're at, they're all at sleepaway camp now. Mm-hmm. Again, though, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, tell me how the flying car is. Um, but they're 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 in camp now. But when they were here, she got dressed up for a party, mm-hmm. and I I made a crack. I just said, "Boy, the boys are going to be ogling you," and she just went, "Dad, that's gross!" Like <laughs> I was like, "You're like good." I was just testing good. you. Like, just, that's- just, <laughs> see how that was going to play okay, out. Okay, good. I just need to know if I need to stay at this party a little longer. That's all. That's cool. It's cool. We're not there yet. I'm, I'm glad. You know, no, I, I, it. I, it's more about like little kids. Like I, I know what they were doing yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know that you you're trying to just establish this, this made up family and these mm-hmm. spies. And, and I, I, I got it. Just, you know, you're, you're seeing guns shoot at this little kid and the terror of this young oh, actress. Listen, the little, the little, the little girl uh, is great. Yelena? I don't want to see that. Wow. Like oh, she that. was good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I felt that that trauma immensely. I, I actually had a double dip of it because um, them being in Ohio. Um, oh yeah. I, we, we were trying to guess where we thought it was. We all think it's in Dayton, Ohio, um, but still like, we're like, Oh, it's Ohio. What Ohio up? Like, represent- yeah, hey, we, listen, WandaVision was in New Jersey. So that- exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we get our little shout outs here and there. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that part definitely um, was, was a thing, you know, even though you like, you clearly know that they're going to be okay in that presentation for a moment, you almost lose it and go, okay, how bad are y'all about to make this? Cause Right. Yeah. Mm. The hysterectomy thing, though, I do think that that was a very clever zinger. That was a matter of perspective that was necessary to. So, because and, and this is why I say this. Okay, they, so we already know that Natasha who, defective. Who she so is? she's gonna have not necessarily reminding who she is, but it's. Re- re-establishing the sides, right? Because we see Natasha, we know Natasha's defective, so she feels a certain kind of way. Previous movie, she's called herself a monster, you know, for the things that she went through in development through the Red Room and, and having this hysterectomy was part of that process to her because she understood why they did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even went as far as to try to fail on purpose multiple times to keep it from happening and then went through it anyway. Um, but when we first get, you know, reintroduced to her and Yelena, they're at odds and they, they have been bickering this entire time, no matter how, you know, roughshod they've been working together. It's been a bicker this entire time. Once you reintroduce Red Guardian, though, and he has this, isn't this so great? I, you know, we did such a great thing. Yeah. That, that that positioning of, no, you guys did something terrible to us. Yeah that's that was what that zing was all about it was all about repositioning the 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 teams of sorts that yelena specifically who i think this movie is about was not on red guardian side but was more on natasha's side from that perspective 
Um, can I ask a question about uh, Florence Pugh's accent? Yes. Does it fade? There are times. Okay. There are times when it goes b- back and forth. So by okay. ho- when the Hawkeye series comes, is she going to just sound like Natasha? And sound like um, I mean, Johansson? she'll she'll have some years of doing English, so okay. probably somewhere like that. I have to admit, like throughout the whole movie, I I couldn't see Florence Pugh. I kept seeing uh, Hayden Panettiere, and just she does, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she does. Like that's like, who she yeah. looked. Like. I was like, who yeah. is this again? <laughs> but she did a phenomenal job. Absolutely phenomenal. Was her, job. Name, was her name Claire? No, it was Claire. I was right. She was Claire. Wait, yeah, what was Allie Allie's Lardier name? played Nikki. Nikki. I'm sorry. You're right. I'll take it back. Wow. Well, That's now right. I got to edit the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, leave it in there. Leave it in there. It is a world transformed where things are not what they seem. Transformers. Want to learn a bit about the Transformers? Think you know everything about Cybertron, but are looking to learn a little bit more. Enroll today at Transformers University Podcast. Each episode will tackle a piece of Transformers history, starting in 1984 and marching our way up to today. Hosted by me, Anthony Brucalli, three-time Emmy Award winner and consulting producer on Netflix's The Toys That Made Us, and lifelong Transformers fan. We'll go on a journey through cartoons and comics, toys and movies, and all the weird esoterica from around the world, chronicling the adventures of everyone's favorite, Robots in Disguise. Listen to Transformers University on iTunes, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Transform and roll out. I just think Marvel is uh, treading on really thin ice uh, mm. right now. Um, as satisfying as WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were, mm-hmm. Uh, for different reasons. I'm having all kinds of trouble with Loki. Uh, we're going to do next week's episode on Loki. Um, but Loki sounds Loki seems to me impacted by COVID because every scene is two people. Right. Two people right. just talking. Um, it's like clerks for Marvel. It, it's, <laughs> it's just people hanging out and talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this uh, again, you know, the 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 the, the case of drama. Mm hmm. It, it just it, I never felt it. And she now has this idea of she's going after the people who, you know, raised her mm-hmm. um, and brainwashed her and all. This, but she just wants to because she's on the run from, uh, you know, the government because of civil war. And so this is just like what she's picking up. It just the whole thing felt very like, oh, here's a, a one. Sh- it's, it's a Marvel one shot. Well, yeah, I mean, because it, it, it was a... it's just it 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 advances nothing. It tells me nothing. Right. It, it taught me nothing. Oh, Yelena works with uh, uh, Elaine from Seinfeld. Okay. What do you I mean? Well, her? Countess you get... Valentina, whatever the hell her name is. You gotta you gotta see it as the almost Star Wars circumstantial story, right? Because okay, right. she's it's on the so... run, right? right? But it wasn't that she sought out this interaction. It's literally that the secret package that her sister sent happened to get brought up to her that involved her at all. She wasn't, you know, um, she wasn't going to get involved. In fact, if you watch it again, if you dare, the guess that I have is that Yelena went to the apartment in uh, Budapest 
to pick up the 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 gas stuff it it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be gone it was supposed to still be there mm -hmm. and that's why she went and so it just happens that um i can't think of the guy's name but he he took that stuff up and that's how taskmaster found it you know um that's just kind of one of those things where it was like it's purely circumstantial um was not intended to happen for natasha she had no idea what was going on and she's now brought into this bigger context of things which again i think this movie was all about seeding potential beats in the future we've now got um multiple russian agencies that we now know about um mm -hmm. you know uh hydra using the winter soldier was one thing um but i don't think hydra is who created the winter soldier and i don't think that the red room created the winter soldier so we know that there's a second entity in russia that you know creates these different um uh soldier types right um so many different you know really cool wonderful opportunities are set up with all this stuff um that i think is ultimately going to lead to things like the weapons plus program uh being revealed uh which is where we get you know eventually wolverine um i think we're gonna see potentially an interesting clash of the widows versus uh the war dogs that are from wakanda um, which then can even get pushed into uh, the widows versus the door melage um so many different opportunities this thing sets up okay. and i think that's literally the point is to set up future stuff because i think you're right though marvel studios is at a very interesting precipice i've said for years after endgame if i was kevin feige and this is why i'm not kevin feige i would have shut it down like we would have shuttered <laughs> right. the doors and be like we're done said, we're done we, we can't top this and we're not gonna try because the only place that we can go from here is down and no i'm but going it's out a different on top. kind of down it's not it's not in okay the the next avengers the next time the avengers the remaining avengers get together in a in a in a, in a comic book sense you have mm -hmm. this iconic moment but you know the next year the, they they have something it's it's not as big as endgame but it's right. it's something they're not doing that what they're no. saying is we're not even going there we're saying your captain america book your iron man book your thor book they're all on the back burner mm -hmm. and, and now we got to rebuild all over again the eternals mm -hmm. we're giving you shang chi mm -hmm. and this black widow movie that no one needed uh, i don't see i don't think no it, one again it's not on covid but the fact of the matter is is that this movie was supposed to come out after spider-man it was it was spider-man they are mourning tony stark yep and yep. getting fooled because you're a dumb kid, but but <laughs> but Black Widow, it it just it takes you to a place, and I just think if you felt pressure from the studio, mm -hmm. from Disney, to say you have a female lead, give her a movie. That your first female lead movie should not have been Captain Marvel; she should have been first. True. Then release it after Civil War. Well, I think in terms of uh, critical reception, everything would have been fine if Captain Marvel was better received. It made good money, but I think there was a lot of people that critically didn't like something about it, where part of the, the deal of it is Brie was new. We didn't know her yet. And so Correct. the idea of her getting her own solo movie, it fell short. We didn't like her, you know, in a general sense. But Widow, we've liked you know, since she appeared in Iron Man 2. So it almost is this great redemption of 
female superheroes under their imprint where I definitely feel like Black Widow was better than Wonder Woman. I certainly feel like it was better than Wonder Woman 84. So wait, you thought this Black Widow was better than the first Wonder Woman? Yes. Yes. No way. Yes. No absolutely. Way. Absolutely. Oh, no. Absolutely. Chance. Pick a level. It's better. It's better. We oh, don't have no, the contrived no. romance piece. Bump all that. Like we're talking warriors to warriors. I think the the action in it was was way more dynamic. Like literally, Wonder wow. Woman stops being interesting once they leave Themyscira. That's when it dies. I'm not even saying like like oh, it's just not as cool. It dies because that was the most interesting part of the entire movie, and it's done within the first 15, 20 minutes. It's a wrap. Black Widow throughout the whole thing far more dynamic, far more interesting definitely far more empowering when it comes to women and the idea of what women can do without like a guy, like the idea that they hammer in that, that the general is like, women are whack, bro. You lose to <laughs> nothing but women. Like you, you eat those You're words, sir. You eat those words. And, uh -huh. and even to the point where, you know, he's saying it and he doesn't even believe it because his top soldier is his own daughter. Like that's his, that's his number one prize. And he knows it as much as he's, you know, gaslighting about how weak women are. This is why you're using them because you know, they're great. You know, it, you're just playing this role because it keeps you in power. But in the back of your head, you gotta know, this is why he's built all these different things. The pheromone thing. That's just another like reiteration of how intrinsically powerful you already know women are. You have to chemically, you know, incapacitate them from kicking the crap out of you because you know that they could you're not that good bottom line yeah okay. black widow way better i while you were saying this uh, and i almost fell out of my chair um <laughs> civil war comes out uh may 6 2016 mm -hmm. infinity war comes out april 27 2018 mm -hmm. that's about two years yep it's just under two years okay in that time, they release Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. Guardians 2, mm -hmm. your point before is well taken, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. Black Panther. What I'm saying is if you put in in those two years, now you're that's an that's an embarrassment of riches, right? Like Doctor Strange did very well. Spider-Man did very well. Black Panther made a billion dollars. Ragnarok is the, it's the best Thor. Like you're talking about Marvel is hitting just BBs mm -hmm. over the fence with, with, with that stretch of, of movies, mm -hmm. right? 2018, they release infinity war mm -hmm. and now they have to do everything very key because infinity war ends on a cliffhanger, right? Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place while Infinity War is going on. Mm -hmm. and he's under house arrest, and that's why he can't, you know, right. be in, in Infinity War. And it answers a very important continuity question. It's not flawless, but it answers a question. Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel decidedly takes place in the 90s. Right. And but there's a key. You know, I didn't even question. bring that up, too, in terms of the time difference thing. But go ahead. No, no, no. But, but, but here's the point is you don't know her. You, you answered my question mm -hmm. there. And then it's Endgame in April 2019. And then from April 2019, two months later, they released Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. My my argument here is at so now, now 
thanks to COVID, right? You never would have realized what what peril would have been is if Marvel says, "Well, we need to have a Scarlett Johansson movie in here." So in between Doctor Strange and Guardians, we're going to shoehorn a Black Widow movie. That Black Widow movie does amazing, but Endgame doesn't come out until 2020, and it doesn't come out. Right. Well, I will say... Obviously, that's, you know, it's all 2020 hindsight. Sure, sure. Well, I think that, you know, part of the thing about the MCU is in order to move forward, there are some things that they have to logistically go back and correct. It's no different than the idea of um, once the Fox deal went through, the expectation of, of integrating the X-Men or mutants into the MCU. At some point, you have to go backwards to explain where they've been, right? And I think that's what Black Widow is really about for the brand is can we go backwards and address some things, even for a character that's gone already, and create new stories that work for the greater good of the of the imprint because that's what they're going to have to do. And so they tried it with this one and I think it worked. Everything that needs to survive moving forward absolutely does. You know, this is again one of those rare opportunities where the more interesting villain doesn't die. You know, Taskmaster is still around. Yeah. Um, not only is Taskmaster still around for all the the fanboy haters that were mad about the the swap Taskmaster never lost a fight in this movie. And I need everybody to put some respect on that concept right there. People are mad. Oh, Taskmaster's the guys, Tony Masters, blah, blah, blah. Tony Masters gets whooped in the comics all the time to the point where the only thing Taskmaster is really good for is training henchmen who get beat up all the time, okay? So this Taskmaster to, to at best get incapacitated that's the best thing that they could figure out how to do, you know, and until they, they get to a point where they can turn off the mind control. Dope. This Taskmaster is literally the best person that any, like, I mean, seriously, any villain aside from like Killmonger has, has come up with because they did not lose throughout the entire thing. The only thing with Killmonger, he lost the physical battle, but he didn't lose the you know emotional intellectual it's like yeah like everything that he said he wanted t'challa is now aiming right. to do yeah, so he right. won this one is is the next best thing next best thing well it, it'll be interesting to see how taskmaster plays in a future thing like true, true like does that all come out and everybody's talking about this doctor strange movie it seems like 700 people are going to be in <laughs> doctor strange and True. every movie you've ever heard of and even some dc movies are going to be in there and <laughs> literally who, who who knows uh where 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 that's all going to be um i will say um the one marvel uh trailer that uh got me to watch something yeah was shang chi and the legend mm-hmm. of the ten rings uh it made me learn about a fantastic sitcom that I didn't know about called Kim's Convenience. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's a One great show. I've not funniest, watched it. Smartest shows. That's I've... what I hear. It is brilliant. What is it? What um, is it on? Because I need to catch up on this. It's one. on Netflix. It's okay. A, it's a Canadian CBC show that uh, very much like Shit's Creek. Okay. Um, just goes that, on man. a bunch of streaming services, but it's on Netflix. And uh, it, it, it's based on a play. Mm-hmm. And in Canada, in Toronto, Canada, there's a stereotype 
of Korean families own convenience stores. Wow. Wow. And it's this Korean family, the Kim, Mm -hmm. Mr. Kim, Mrs. Kim, Janet Kim, Jung Kim. That's their name. Mm -hmm. And it's Kim's convenience store. So it's the title is a play on that. It's Kim's convenience. Um, The guy who plays the father Mm -hmm. is the cop that gives Cara Dune an invite to the rebellion. Oh, Mandalorian. Nice. Okay. He plays the father. Nice. And he has a very American accent. And he (laughs) plays this to the, to the hilt. Uh, The person who plays the mom, uh, you would know her. Like you've seen her in a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. She also has a very serious American accent. The, the son who is Mm -hmm. estranged when the show starts, he got in trouble in high school and Mm -hmm. Mr. Kim threw him out of the house. Oh, wow. And he went to juvie, but now he's on a reclamation project and he gets mm-hmm. a job at a car rental and it's played by Simu Lu. And that's Shang-Chi. And, Love and it. you see him. And now I adore him more. Than, like what it has done is it has made me interested in Shang-Chi because when the trailer first came out, I didn't know who any of these people were. And I didn't right, care. Right. You just wanted to see the thing. I was just like, I didn't care, but I was like, all right, let me, let me see who this guy is. Right. And, there was a big controversy. Uh, Kim's convenience, the producers left. Right. And supposedly there was not proper representation in the production. Mm. Mm. Because remember, they were Asian creators. Like mm. they do a lot of Asian stereotyping jokes okay. that are fan freaking tastic. Because but if you don't have the right people in the room to vet that, but, but they're doing it. Like yeah. the, the actors are, they, they can do it. They, they, they're Korean. They, they right. can pull this off. Um, holy moly. And the guy who plays the dad it tried to get a hashtag of uh, trending when Kim's yeah. convenience ended uh, because what he says every time. So like people buy their groceries and he gives them change and he says, okay, see you. Okay. See you. And he did. And the hashtag is okay. See you. Wow. And he was trying to make a bit. He had towels made and he had Man. shirts made yeah. this whole thing. And he was trying to do it. And what what happens when you watch this show? Because we've been watching it at night, right? They, because it was on the CBC, the episodes are twenty minutes long. Oh, that's very you know digestible. What I mean? It's perfect. Yeah. It's digestible. You watch one or two before you go to bed. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And uh, Kim's convenience. What what? At you wind up stealing their 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 phrases. <laughs> one of the things when they argue, they just go, "What you talking?" <laughs> what you're talking and like my wife and i'll be like no we're going to this place what you're talking what are we going what you're talking and it's 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 hysterical it's I hysterical it. I but love i love it. the the tone and you know given you know the what i what i appreciate in this society is mm-hmm. i just want i want to be able to talk about minorities and just laugh yeah oh yes i want oh that. my gosh we need that man we right? need it because when you can laugh um, there is a sense. It may not be absolutely true, but there's a sense that everything is okay. Right. You know, there's some there's some comfort in just being able to laugh. Yeah. So yeah, no, I totally get that. Uh, Kim's convenience is is great. Um, uh, but you know, there there's is a lot of that uh, in there, and I I just think I just think, and this is also part of why I loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I love that because of the time it came out. And yeah. the idea that it was written so far in advance, 
Um, that's borderline just prophetic, amazing. though, man. How crazy just is that? Amazing. It's How just crazy. amazing. Um, last thing on Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. We've hinted that we were going to do this in mm-hmm. the past. Um, if I was to rank the Marvel movies in in thirds, meaning the top third, like A, yeah. B, and C. Yeah. Right. A is Endgame, uh, um, Civil War, you know, the first Iron Man movie, like A. Mm-hmm. B is pretty good, mm-hmm. um, re- like really f- pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Man Homecoming, um, Guardian, the, both Guardians movies, like they're they're good, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then there's C of mm-hmm. the, like, the what the hell moments, and I put Iron Man three in that. Yes. Even if that kid shows up at Tony Stark's funeral, it's don't care. Still, rightfully Dora so. watch after the Disney purchase. Yeah, makes no sense. yeah. And and the Mandarin is an alcoholic. Uh, it's uh, Trevor, actor. Trevor. It's yeah. so dumb. Um, <laughs> but but like those, there are a handful of those movies. A lot of people mm-hmm. think Age of Ultron is in there. Um, I do. Thor: The Dark World is yep. is in there. I also say Doctor Strange. I said it. I said it. I think Black <clears throat> Widow goes there. Black Widow is a B for me. A B See, minus. Doctor Strange is a B in my opinion. Okay. First All right. Strange. All right. Yeah. I I did not love Doctor Strange under any circumstance, and I don't know if it's just because I'm not well, the, necessarily. The, the argument against Doctor Strange is all it did was introduce him, and you right. need him for other things. Right. But his as a standalone, it doesn't satisfy. Yeah. It really. It just right, didn't. Right. It didn't do anything for me. Um. And I don't think, like, unlike Black Widow, I don't think it introduced enough extra stuff that was interesting and compelling to follow along with. I think, like, Black Widow is going to give us something that's going to pay dividends um, in the future. I don't know how exactly it's going to do it, but mm-hmm. I would definitely rank it above, uh, you know, Doctor Strange for that reason. So, yeah, yeah, I would say B minus. It's it's mm-hmm. in the lower end of the middle tier for me. Okay. Just like Endgame is at the the lower end of the top tier for me. See, for me, it's Infinity War. Although okay. I have to say that when WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, mm-hmm. I re-saw Infinity War and Endgame. And I like Infinity War a lot more now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think Endgame they, made they Infinity War a better movie. Incredibly well. The, my yeah. favorite Marvel movie is still Civil mm-hmm. War. I'm not and mad at that. That's that's my it's in my top three. It's in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's it's Avengers. The first Avengers is uh-huh. is number one. It's great. Um, that would just nothing about that was supposed to work. And it absolutely did. Yep. And still yep. does to this. Totally. Day. Um, except for one thing. Um, then I would say it's a mix between uh, Civil War, um, Black Panther for me. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 And then rounding out like my top five would be uh infinity war and probably uh probably winter soldier See, I would so say even, black, yeah yeah black panthers in my top five yeah uh winter soldiers in my top five yeah winters watch winter soldier again after falcon and the winter soldier oh it's fantastic oh my it's god fantastic it's fantastic it's really really good the things you see like you see that full circle of sam and and bucky and how they barely had an interaction in in you know winter yeah. soldier and then they get to this point where they got a whole in show civil war oh, so good up. no <laughs> no <laughs> um <laughs> so good 
there's a uh, a great thing that Disney Plus does called a Marvel Legends. Yes. And what it is is about ten to twelve minutes of movie footage to set up whatever the next property is. Right. The eleven minutes of Black Widow is so well done. That's awesome. It's better than the Black Widow movie. Whoa, whoa! Because what it starts with is yeah. her dying. Okay. Okay. It, it starts with Endgame. And then you and go back and see this is how important the she's evolution. Been. And it's and then you see the beginning of Endgame where she can't give up the fight. Like right. all of that to me, Natasha has an arc that is start, middle, and complete mm-hmm. without this movie. This movie does nothing to make me change my opinion of Black Widow. I 100 percent agree with that. Yeah. That's because I yeah. But I think that's the point, though. You're not supposed to change what you think about her. She is literally the vehicle to introduce you to everything else. Yep. And it's it's such a good, you know, pointed thing. Um, because, like, really, this movie does a whole lot. Like, one, it establishes the prospect that there have been other Captain Americas, mm-hmm. right? Which doubles down on what we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier mm-hmm. and the introduction of Isaiah Bradley. But then it suggests that there was another one in between Isaiah and refinding Steve, you know, right. because it's either that happened or Red Guardian is lying and Correct. don't know which one is which. So nice ripe seed for potential in that regard right there. So I liked it. I liked it. All right. Uh, with the Marvel goodness uh, continues. We are in full on review mode here on the podcast. Uh, Loki next week. Then it's uh, He-Man. Yes. And we're working on the showrunner. Mm-hmm. Um, He-Man and then Transformers uh, War for Cybertron, the uh, the finale. And uh, wow. wow. All the geeky goodness. All the geeky goodness. It is so good. And then <laughs> Suicide Squad comes out. That's right. And the Bad Batch end, ends. Mm-hmm. The Bad Batch has been great. Nice. Um, nice. Bad Batch is uh, fantastic. Also, um, episode 11. Mm-hmm. The bad, the clones meet young Hera Sandula, who winds up being the captain of the ghost ship in Re- Rebels. That's awesome. Timeline, it's her as a kid. I like it. I like it. Oh my god. I like it. All right, that's Victor Dandridge. Victor, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing to the Hall of Justice. We'll see you next week. <laughs>